Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Jefferson Lilly. Jefferson, are you ready to do this? Yes, the mighty and wise George I am. <laughs> I'll give you a name, too. Let's do this. Perfect. Yes, mighty and wise, I, I, I'll certainly accept. You've been called worse. <laughs> yeah, yes. Jefferson is the, the founding partner at Park Avenue Partners. He is a self-made millionaire, a mobile home expert. He is an educator, an industry consultant, and a podcast host. I'm excited to have you on. Jefferson, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, happily married, three great kids, five and under. So I definitely have uh, some hobbies, as nice. it were, aside from real estate. Uh, but i uh, been uh, in this niche of mobile home parks for a dozen years. Uh, and we'll get into that here in the show. And uh, between building uh, the, the portfolio, I think I'm now in the top 50 largest uh, mobile home park owners in America. Uh, between that and, and the family, um, there, there's unfortunately precious little time for, for anything else, but just, just real estate and family. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that very much. So, all right. So the top 50 mobile home owner in the country, who, who, whoever would have thought, how, 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 how yeah. did that happen? <laughs> I got a, I got a fancy MBA from Wharton 20 years ago. <laughs> and believe me, coming out of a place like Wharton, I never would have thought I'd be in mobile home parks, but <laughs> I'm, I'm quite excited about it. And we'll, we'll get into that here on your show. Yeah. Funny how funny how life life has its twists and turns. It certainly <laughs> does. So how 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 in fact did that happen? Uh, well, as I say, you know, when I woke up from the concussion, it just seemed like a good idea to buy a mobile <laughs> home park. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, I, I went through, I spent, uh, prior to getting into the business, I spent a decade in uh, the dot-com world and kind of went through the dot-com, you know, bubble and, uh, uh, you know, r rise and fall and semi-resurgence and basically just decided after get, getting through that, that really, uh, w basically Warren Buffett was right, uh, so to speak, value investing was the way to go rather than high-tech, biotech, silly tech. So I just started looking for value investments, uh, both in the stock market and then in real estate and, and and thought initially, hey, why don't I buy an apartment building uh, as Buffett advises, you know, stay within your circle of competence. Uh, I don't quite know what my my exact circle of competence would have been prior to buying, uh, uh, you know, my, my first piece of, of real estate. But I figured I had always lived either in an apartment or uh, a house. So I went looking to buy an apartment building and, to, you know, find one that probably needed a bit of fix up. Um, make it, I figured make it better for the tenants, make it better for me, bump rents, you know, everybody wins. And just in researching multifamily, I then stumbled upon mobile home parks, this quirky little niche. It's, you know, maybe 1% of uh, the whole multifamily world that's, you know, 99% or more apartment buildings. But uh, these quirky little mobile home parks seem to be paying much more money. Uh, that is trading it at a higher cap rate at, at, at a lower value. And uh, I just started researching it and figured out, you know, it, it really is quite a compelling niche, uh, you know, if you can find these to buy. Uh, uh, but again, figured out it, it was just really a, a, a better niche than apartments or self-storage or anything else I had looked at. Got it. So what is it about mobile home parks that makes them unique and in your eyes superior to apartments, single family homes or any other types? So a couple of things. Uh, First, at least the way I run my parks, um, I 
tend to run them like um, parking lots. Uh, and by that, I mean uh, I tend to buy parks where I don't own most of the mobile homes. Uh, and then even with, when there are vacant uh, pads to infill, I will buy uh, new homes out of the factory or sometimes used homes off Craigslist, bring them in. But then I won't rent them. I'll only sell them uh, on rent to own agreements. So I'm building communities. I'm buying communities that, that already have mostly owners. And then again, I'm, I'm expanding the supply of affordable housing and uh, creating more homeowners. Uh, but but the implication there, George, is that I don't own those proverbial leaky toilets and leaky roofs. Uh, that's a big difference versus apartment building investing, where uh, I think somewhere between 15 and 18 percent of rents are uh, invested back into apartment buildings. That's your repair and maintenance budget. Um, in my world, I mostly just own the land. And frankly, repairing and maintaining land is not that expensive. I cut some grass. I've got plumbing bills, some snow uh, uh, removal bills for my parks up in the north. But I spend more like five or six percent of my rents on repair and maintenance. That's about a third uh, the repair and maintenance headache uh, of apartment buildings and most other traditional real estate where, again, you actually own the improvements to the land. In in my world, I mostly just own the land. So my repair and, and, and maintenance budget is much lower. Um, another thing that makes it very unique is that it's really uh, now effectively illegal to build more mobile home parks. Pretty much every city and county over the last, I would guess, 30 years has, again, either literally made it illegal or they've changed zoning laws or, or at least the density uh, laws. Um, and so it's just not, if nothing else, it's just not economic anymore to build mobile home parks. So unfortunately, most of these city <laughs> councils have people that kind of look down on mobile home parks and the people that, that live in them. Um, I find that to be a bit arrogant. The folks that I know in the parks, by and large, are just hardworking, regular folks. But uh, again, unfortunately, government, uh, <laughs> although they talk a good game about wanting to encourage affordable housing, it's really just talk. So again, because there really aren't new mobile home parks getting built, that means that you know when times are good and most other classes of real estate, office, hotel, apartment, et cetera, they all get overbuilt. Um, this niche does not suffer that way. Uh, there is not overbuilding going on because it's virtually impossible to build new mobile home parks. So there are two things that make this a much better uh, real estate niche than apartments or, again, really most any other real estate niche. Yeah, that, that, that certainly makes a lot of sense. And I, I was unaware of that, as I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, that a lot of people are, that it's really hard to build new ones, which... As, as you're talking, that seems so ridiculous to me because I know certainly here in Arizona, we have such a ho such a shortage of affordable housing and yep. for our senior populations particularly, and I don't need to, we, I don't, don't want to go too far down that uh, rabbit hole, but that's certainly a problem. I think it's really too bad. Our, yes. uh, our, our most, um, you're talking about how it's, and, and, and it certainly makes sense that, that you don't necessarily want to be the, the owner of, of the actual units is is that common across the board or, or is that just a smart approach you figured out? Um, that is fairly common for most uh, 
uh, most mobile home park owners. There are a few that like uh, to own the mobile homes, and and we call those colloquially a horizontal apartment building. <laughs> when when you do actually own uh, the, the the mobile homes as well, again, you can make money that way. That's um, a business model pursued more typically by somebody that might live very near that park. I live out in San Francisco. I own nothing in California. Uh, I've got stuff mostly in the Midwest. So for me, I want um, I want properties that are easier to manage. But uh, again, if you're um, close to your park, the, the, the implication there is you need to really inspect right. those mobile homes quite frequently, sometimes monthly, I would say at least quarterly, if you are going to rent them. Because, you know, I think we all know people with a renter's mentality are much rougher uh, on on the properties than someone with an owner's mentality. So we prefer the the parking lot business model, uh, so to speak, rather than the horizontal apartment building model. But you certainly can cash flow even better uh, if you do own the mobile homes. It's just, again, going to take take more time and be more management intensive. So. There are no wrong answers, but I've just found something that that works for me. And again, I, I, I'm first and foremost a, a for-profit entity, but I do also like having a social mission. And for me, that's getting people out of the game of paying rent forever and helping them to become a homeowner, typically in 10 years or less. Um, and often their, their entire payment uh, to me, both uh, the land and the house, is going to be less than an apartment. So I help folks save money day one and then say after five to 10 years when they own their house, then they're really saving money. They, they are usually sticking around and, and paying the lot rent, but that's, you know, more like 300 some odd dollars. And then I've helped them get out of what might have been easily a 900, if not $1,200 a month apartment. Um, so they'll, they'll own their own house. They'll pay just 300 some odd in rent. It's a big win for them. And it's, you know, it's a win for me. Yeah, that seems to be be a, a win-win for sure. And I very much appreciate a good uh, analogy or framing and describing it as a parking lot versus a was a horizontal apartment building. I think yes, that, a horizontal uh, apartment building. <laughs> I think that those are are both great ways to uh, to, to to describe the approach. So, yeah. all right, if yeah. somebody's listening and they say, "Okay, everything that Jefferson has just said makes sense to me," what what kind of plan? Um, is this you know you, you 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 try to find one and buy it? Is it you 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 want to find some kind of a fund to buy into? And then what what kind of expectations do you think would be appropriate? Can I can I get rich doing this, or is this just going to be some passive income? Yeah. So um, that was the biggest question I've ever asked. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you certainly can't. You can get rich at most things that, you know, you take seriously and work hard at. Um, so this business offers a uh, relatively easy on ramp uh, is what I call it. I know uh, one guy who got started uh, just buying individual mobile homes. Uh, now, again, I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of owning the land. Uh, but what this guy did w was to work with a couple park owners. They probably gave him a couple months break on the lot rent while he fixed up the houses and then he put them out on rent to own agreements. So he created cash flow for himself and for the park owner, because once the home was occupied, somebody was also paying the lot rent to the park owner. 
Um, so he got started with a couple thousand bucks and I believe did upwards of 50 uh, mobile home notes. I don't think all, it, all, all simultaneously, but I think that was spread out over about five years. He then had enough cash from, again, starting with just a couple thousand bucks, he then had enough to buy the land, the actual mobile home park itself. So uh, I believe he's now up to four or five uh, mobile home parks. So you can get started r relatively easily. Again, if you find a, the, the right park owner to work with, maybe that person would even give you a house, <laughs> you know, if, if the park owner just doesn't want to put the, the time or the money into rehabbing uh, an abandoned mobile home. So you can get started that way very small. Um, I got started for less than a hundred grand uh, down uh, just, uh, you know, personal life save it wasn't my whole life savings, but personal savings uh, 12 years ago, buying my first uh, very modest uh, size mobile home park. It was less than half a million. Um, and then certainly there are for folks with, with more money, there are, you know, parks up into the tens of millions of dollars. Um, so, you know, it just kind of depends how much capital you've got. Obviously, the more expensive parks tend to attract uh, a lot more institutional buyers and, and the prices uh, are a lot higher. Obviously, the returns are lower. Um, but yeah, certainly for somebody that might be starting with thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, you, you can make a pretty good return on your money. I think if you're starting with that kind of money, you know, maybe 20% a year cash on cash. Uh, if you're doing, uh, you know, individual mobile homes or buying a small mobile home park, um, and especially again, if 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 you combine the two, you buy the land and then you also put some capital into rehabbing some of the homes. Uh, yeah, I think you can get certainly to fifteen, maybe to twenty percent cash on cash. Got it. Do you know how many mobile mobile home parks there are in the country? Nobody knows exactly, but best guess is about 50,000. So there's a lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot, yeah, uh, in, indeed. Uh, still not anywhere near as many as there are apartment buildings uh, or sure. single-family houses. But, sure. but yeah, uh, yeah, something like that, about 50,000 nationwide. Probably a quarter of those are in Florida. A quarter of them are in Texas. Uh, the rest of them are, are, you know, spread out in um, uh, obviously in the other states. George, did you know there's one state without a single mobile home park? I did not know that. Um, Which state might that be? Mm. Think about the supply chain, manufacturing and transporting mobile. Ah, Hawaii. Hawaii, you are correct. Well, no mobile home parks in Hawaii. I, I would have, I would not have gotten it with, with, without the hint. So I, I I'm here that, for you, George. That, I'm helping you. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, a quarter in Florida, a quarter in Texas. Well, I think that that something like that. It yeah. all sort of makes sense. Okay. So, all right. So, what, what? What, what would you say is the easiest way to get started if somebody says, well, okay, that, 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 that makes sense, but I'm not going to do a bunch of research and then, you know, research in the Midwest and Wisconsin and find one and reach out to the person. But I'm interested in, in this. How, how else can I go about it? Yeah. So I'll just give a shameless plug for Please. my fund, uh, which is uh, you can find out more information simply at parkavenuepartners.com. So what I do is to partner with people. Uh, they put up the capital. I find and operate the deals. Uh, I uh, personally guarantee the bank debt uh, with my house, my two cars, my modest stock portfolio, uh, much to my wife's chagrin <laughs> or, dis or dismay. 
Um, but we, we then split the profits. We're, we're pure partners uh, in the deals. Um, so I've so far uh, in the previous funds bought uh, 23 mobile home parks. Uh, plus, again, I got started buying two on my own. Uh, those are outside the funds. Um, but I've just started raising money uh, uh, this year, early here, 2019, as we're recording. And uh, anticipate uh, I've raised so far a little over uh, a little over five million in the last 90 days and uh, I'm actively negotiating. Hopefully we'll get something bought here this quarter uh, and begin uh, returning some profits out to our investors. But again, for folks that don't want to go through the brain damage of uh, finding their own property and operating it and dealing with the tenants and moving mobile homes and stuff, uh, a fund like mine might be a good way to go. Um, I'll just also throw out, I started the industry's first podcast, which is simply called Mobile Home Park Investors. And uh, you can find the links to it just by going to mobilehomeparkinvestors.com. Um, but they can also listen to my content. I've got 120 some odd podcasts out there and hopefully another couple coming out over the next month. Uh, but there's a lot of good content out there through my podcast if, again, folks want to think about maybe doing this uh, on their own so they can kind of compare and contrast. Excellent. And is there a minimum amount that somebody has to have to? There is. Fund? Yeah, it's 50000 is the minimum. Uh, I'll just throw out there's no maximum. <laughs> no, sure. Nobody ever asks about the maximum. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, 50 is the minimum. This is an SEC 506 Reg D, you know, registered fund. So folks do have to be accredited investors, basically a million and up net worth or two to 300,000 a year in income, whether they're single or married. Um, but if they're accredited and uh, can write at least a $50,000 check, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd welcome, into, in, in, welcome them into the fund and they can find my private placement memorandum and other good information, again, simply at parkavenuepartners.com slash invest. Uh, they'll also see the link off the homepage, but that's where all that information resides. Excellent. Well, Jefferson, Savage Nation's ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, make yourself irrelevant. <laughs> uh, you know, I spent 20 years uh, working for the man, as it were, before uh, starting to work for myself. <laughs> Um, and when I was working a day job, I was always, you know, taking on additional work, of course, trying to do everything, uh, of course, as well as possible. I was trying to make myself as relevant to the business as possible. Uh, and that did, you know, help me survive some of the dot com layoffs that that many of my uh, peers and colleagues, unfortunately, did not survive. But that mentality holds you back, I think, in most businesses when you're the boss. Um, I work hard to hire other people to help me do things, find parks, do the accounting, answer the phones, do the marketing. Um, I'm, so I'm just constantly working to make myself as irrelevant as possible to my business. Uh, it's the only way to grow uh, if, again, other people are working in your business so that that can free you up to work on uh, your business. So um, that is my difference making tip. Be irrelevant to your business. <laughs> I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. There we go. Jefferson, thank you so much for coming on the show. Give us the website again. Yes. Parkavenuepartners.com and mobilehomeparkinvestors.com. 
Com. And folks can uh, reach me just off the homepage there at, uh, at parkavenuepartners.com. Uh, just pop in your, your name and, and phone or email and you can reach me directly there. Please also connect to me on LinkedIn. Uh, there, is, there are uh, links to my LinkedIn uh, profile off that mobilehomeparkinvestors.com website. So I'm always happy to answer questions. Also just throw out, I pay referral fees. I've paid out six figures in referral fees over the last couple of years. So if anybody knows of an off-market mobile home park, something probably only you know about, i.e. it's not listed with a broker. If you've got an off-market mobile home park for sale, I'll be happy to pay you for that lead. And again, you can just reach out to me through LinkedIn or, or through the, uh, uh, the Park Avenue website. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I have, show Jefferson your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to parkavenuepartners.com. Follow him on LinkedIn and check it out. Thank you again, Jefferson. George, great to be with you today. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing. Leave us a review. And definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.